0: Welcome to the Marriage Day Podcast. This podcast exists to help every single couple thrive in marriage, and you can thrive in marriage. You have a 100% chance of success in marriage when you do it God's way, and that's why we're here, is to help you understand God's way, the best way to uh, go into your marriage, to be married, to treat your spouse so that you can have a, a wonderful, thriving marriage. We're gonna talk today, this is from Marriage on the Rock. This is the first book that I wrote, also, the first seminar that I did and the most important is the most foundational of all that I've done. And in the book, I talk about the needs of a woman. The, the, we did our last podcast on the needs of a man, the four most important needs of a man. Well, the four needs of a woman, the four most important needs of a woman are completely different than the four needs of a man. We're just different by God's design. And the only way that you're going to have a good marriage is if you meet needs that you don't have You're if, if you'll, if you only meet a need that you have, you're not going to meet your spouse's needs. And so we're going to talk in this program, we're going to go to a teaching here in just a minute uh, where I'm talking about the four most important needs that women have. But first of all, we're going to answer some questions you guys have written in. Let me read this one to you, Karen. Uh, Whenever I ask my husband to help around the house, he gets resentful. He is quick to turn the conversation to my shortcomings. How can we work more together?
1: Well, you say a lot about this in teachings that the best marriages are a servant marriages where the the spouses are there to serve each other and to not be selfish and i mean his resentment to to me sounds very selfish yeah. um and that you know i just think that he needs to look at it from a different perspective that according to the word of god the the greatest one is the servant of all and so you know when you serve someone he, you don't have to do it in a groveling way it's just it's an act of love you know, I'm willing to love you if that's what you need. If if your need is me helping with the housework, that's an expression of love towards someone. To meet a need that they have.
0: Well, the greatest marriage is two servants in love, and that how are you going to get your needs met unless somebody unless you're if, if I could meet my own needs, I wouldn't have married you. Is we meet we marry because I can't meet my own needs. Well, but then when I marry you, I'm at the mercy. First of all, I've sworn fidelity. I can't shop in another store it's not like I can just go over here and get that need met. And so I've sworn fidelity and I'm at your, I'm at the absolute mercy of you meeting my need. And she's saying to her, and this is what she's saying here is a very common thing. Women want their husband to help them. they They want them to be a part of the home and a part of their world. And she's saying, honey, I need you to come into my world and help me here. And he's then attacking her, basically turning the subject on her shortcomings. And so is selfish, it's lazy, um, and, and if he is going to meet her need, number one need of a woman is security. And the number one thing that makes a woman feel secure is a selfless, mm-hmm. sacrificial man. The number one thing that makes a woman feel insecure is a selfish, detached man. And so that's what she's picking up on him is being selfish mm-hmm. here. So uh, you and I serve each other all day long, Karen. Mm-hmm. I do things, you do things. We both work around the house. We both support each other. And that's why we have a great marriage. But you, you simply can't just pull off into your own little world and expect for your spouse to be I okay. I agree.
1: Okay. How do you live with someone who actively and intentionally withholds intimacy on every level, physically, emotionally, and spiritually?
0: I'd get counseling. I'd get some very serious counseling. We, we have marriage mediators here at Marriage, uh, And you can go on com, and you can find our mediators there. But what they do... Zoom. They do phone calls in person. We're here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Met- Metroplex. But if you need help, we have it available here. But also, you might have a church or you might have a Christian counselor. I would always get Christian counseling. Go to counseling. There's something wrong here. If, if you have a person actively, this is the question, actively and intentionally Withholding intimacy on every level—that's that's just that's just a powder keg. That's not
1: a marriage. <laughs> that's not
0: a marriage. No, no, no. Th- this is either passive aggressive behavior because they're trying to punish you, they're mad at you, or they just—they're in their own little world over here and they, they just could—they don't care. And so that's very, very dangerous. And I would do everything I could possibly do to get your spouse into counseling and and uh, even an intensive. An intensive, sometimes an hour or two of counseling helps but intensives are a day or two, a, a day or two of just intensively getting into the issues of why this is happening. Sometimes when people are acting out like this, they really don't know. I mean, they they know what they're doing, but they might not know why they're doing it. And that's why getting help is a sign of wisdom, not a sign of weakness, reaching out and getting help. That's my suggestion. You're not going to crack that nut on your own. I guarantee that right now you're gonna to need to get some help and get some counseling. We hope that this is helpful to you. We're gonna go now to the teaching on understanding a woman's needs. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, we want you to leave a comment and also to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're gonna to go to this teaching right now. Here are the four needs of a woman and how to understand and meet her needs. And the first is security. It says, husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. The standard, the standard for women is respect your husband the way you would Jesus. The standard for men is give your life for her. Just like Jesus gave his life for you, you love her more than you love yourself. You sacrifice yourself for her. Women, women, this is the mega need that men have. The mega, the mega need for men is honor. The mega need for women is security. So women, feel most secure in an environment where there is a sacrificial, sensitive man that they're married to. Women feel most insecure when they're married to a selfish, detached man. Security to a woman just simply means, to my hurt, I will meet your needs. I come second. I'm not the head of this home so I can get it my way and I get the big chair and the clicker in the living room. I'm the head of this home so that I can serve you and make sure whatever you need, you get it first before I get it. You come before me and you'll never have to nag. you'll never have to beg, tell me once, I'm studying you, you're on my heart, tell me once and you'll get it. And if I don't agree, I'll tell you right up front. But if I tell you no, it's only because it's not a good thing for you. But I will sacrifice to meet your needs. Women are in heaven, women are in heaven. They, they need security. Here's how to meet your wife's need for security. Communicate your commitment to sacrifice for her. Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church, he gave himself for her. I will have to sacrifice something. I'll have to sacrifice an interest, a hobby, a friend, an event, an opportunity, a promotion. I don't know what I'm gonna have to sacrifice. But here's the issue, nothing is as important to me as you are and I will sacrifice to make sure that your needs are met. Just the way Jesus sacrificed for me, I'm gonna sacrifice for you. The second is be sensitive to your wife's needs and don't make her nag or beg. Never, ever should your wife have to nag or beg. Romance, uh, when you send your wife flowers or cards or you're romantic to your wife, what you're saying to your wife is you're on the heart. The lack of romance simply means I don't think about you. You're not on my heart. My, my uncle now, this, this is, I did my uncle's funeral, this is years ago, and my uncle and my aunt were married for 40 years, had a wonderful marriage. I did my uncle's funeral, and when I was doing his eulogy, my aunt told me that for 40 years of marriage, he wrote her a new poem every day. Let me just tell you something, there's only so many ways you can work around roses or red, violet, you know. <laughs> Think about that for just a minute every day for 40 years. And they had, a, I never even thought about it. They had a wonderful marriage. She, she was the happiest woman on earth. I said, are you kidding me? She said, on our dining room table every morning, there was a new poem that he wrote me. You know what that means? When he was alone every morning, he was thinking about her. As opposed to a man who's never romantic. And it just means my mind is somewhere else. And so I'm sensitive to you. Be a faithful provider and a faithful money manager because that's another part of her security is knowing that she's going to be provided for. It, and let me say this, whatever job you have, some of, the, some of the most important people in society are not well paid. Teachers, policemen, you know, people, they're the most amazing armed forces people. I know we're on a military base. Some of the most amazing, heroic people on earth deserve a lot more money than they get. And the issue, give them a hand. And the issue isn't the size of the paycheck. The issue is the size of the commitment, which just simply means I'm gonna provide for this home and I'm gonna make sure that, that I lead in the, um, in the financial management of the home. And I'll talk about that more in just a minute. Number two need for a woman is soft non-sexual affection. Is again, women, women need this. And the more non-sexual soft affection they get, the more sexual they become, which is an amazing thing. And so you need to, you need to be affi- uh, physically affectionate with your wife. Uh, you need to listen to her when she's telling you she wants to be held and be patient and gentle. And what it communicates to her is she's more to you than just a sex object. That again, you're connected on a higher level than just sex. And it, to her, that's connection. When you're holding her, holding her hand, your arm is around her. I had one couple that he only touched her sexually. And she said, outside the bedroom, he's never touched me. You know, he never held my hand, never put his arm around me, um, and, uh, and there was a tremendous amount of, of anger and frustration there. I, I grew up with two, I have two older brothers, Damien and Lucifer, and uh, <laughs> we fought every day. We, my parents were not affectionate people, I had wonderful parents, they were not affectionate people. And my, my brothers and I, I was the youngest of three boys. We fought every day. I mean, I just lived in a, in a war zone and I didn't know how to be affectionate. Karen and I started dating and I knew how to be rough or sexual. I didn't know how to be affectionate. We started dating and I, I just didn't know how to be affectionate. Karen wanted me to be affectionate. When I held her hand, I pinched around on it. And I liked that, it feels good. I like that thing. She didn't like that at all. She'd say, like, that hurts. And i said say, you'll toughen up. You know, come let my brothers beat you up two or three times. You'll get used to it. But, and then, I get nervous, you know. I just didn't know how to be affectionate, and so I put my arm around her and I put her in headlock. You know, and she say, "I don't like that. I don't like that. Don't do that." And, I, and again, I thought, you'll get used to it. It really. Well, she never got used to it. So, we were, we were married, and um, I had never been affectionate with Karen in our marriage. I had never been affectionate with Karen without being rough or sexual, and it was always, uh, it was always something she asked for but I never gave it to her and you know it, it sounds crazy because for some people it's easy for me it was horribly difficult but I loved her she was very attractive but I asked the Holy Spirit the Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth I asked the Holy Spirit one day I said would you teach me how to be affectionate with Karen well she was we were in our early 20's and we, she was sitting across the room one day folding clothes and the Lord just impressed on me walk over and put your arm around her and just nothing beyond that just put your arm around her well, I'd never done that before. I mean, boy, I was so nervous, you know. To, oh, you know. So she's over there folding clothes, we're sitting in her room. So I walk, start walking across the room and I'm gonna be affectionate. And she sees me coming, you know, it's like pervert alert, you know. <laughs> Incoming. But, so I sat down next to her, put my arm around her, you know, and just kind of patted her there for just a minute. And of course she knew something, you know, either wrestling, sex, or a combination of the two were impending at that moment. But, but I didn't. And I, and I just kind of patted her there for a minute, you know, and then, then I got up and walked across the room. She said, well, what, what did you do? I said, well, I'm being affectionate. She said, I like that. I thought, well, now I've spoiled her. And uh, <laughs> so, we got, we got in the car one day and uh, I said, let me hold your hand. I was, I was getting better at being affectionate. I said, let me hold your hand. She said, no. Because she didn't trust me, you know. Because I pinched her hand. I said, "Let me hold your hand," and she said, "No." And I said, "Let me hold your hand." She said, "It just healed up." (laughs) But I remember I held her hand and I didn't pinch it, and I just thought that's you know phenomenal. And so I learned to be affectionate with Karen, and it it changed everything. I mean, when and and that's normal for me. I mean, I, I love it, but. Your wife needs non-sexual touching and affection. And, and some men would say, well, that's just, that's just not the way that I am. Doesn't matter. You need to change. You need to meet her need. It wasn't natural for me. I wasn't raising that kind of a family. And it wasn't, it's not a need that I have. It's not a need that I have. But it's a need that she had. And so when I changed, it changed our marriage. It was tremendously important to her. Number three need that women have is open and honest communication. Is women don't want headlines. They don't want grunts and groans. They don't want to hear nothing. Who'd you see today? No no one. What'd you do? Nothing. I drove to work, stood in front of a blank wall and told everybody to be quiet. And I drove directly home. I have spoken to no one today. I've been there. I understand the weight that life's pressures can put on your shoulder. And that's why I want to talk to you about something that's made a real difference in my life. BetterHelp. BetterHelp is on a mission to make therapy more accessible and affordable for everyone. I know finding a therapist can be hard, especially when limited by your location, but BetterHelp makes it easier. It's all online, it's remote, and by simply answering a few questions, BetterHelp can match you with a professional therapist in just a matter of days. Signing up is easy. Just click the link in the description or go to betterhelp.com forward slash Marriage Today. This link not only supports this channel, but also gets you a fantastic 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. Because finding the right therapist is crucial. It's like finding the right fit for your life. But if for any reason you feel the connection isn't there, no worries. You can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash marriage today. Remember, BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, is here to help you navigate life's challenges. Take that first step toward a happier, healthier you. In the midst of our busy lives, it's easy to neglect our skin. But One Skin, our sponsor today, is on a mission to simplify skincare while delivering profound results. One Skin's secret weapon, their proprietary OS01 peptide. This groundbreaking ingredient doesn't just mask skin issues, it targets them at a cellular level. We've always struggled with finding products that actually deliver on their promises, but One Skin blew us away with its results. We've used it primarily on our face and neck and the difference is incredible. But don't just take my word for it. One Skin's but the skin longevity is backed by solid science. Their research has shown that the OSO1 peptide can reduce the number of sensitive cells up to 50%. Effectively reversing skin's biological age. Invest in the health and longevity of your skin with OneSkin. As a listener of our show, you can snag an exclusive 15% off your first purchase using code MARRIAGE at Oneskin.co. That's Oneskin.co with code MARRIAGE. After you make your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please do us a solid and let them know we sent you. Let's support each other in the journey to healthier, happier skin. Remember, OneSkin isn't just about skin care. It's about skin longevity. Say hello to to a brighter, more youthful you. When your wife, she wants, she wants, this again, this is how she connects to your world, is through communication and so, and to your heart. And so when your wife says to you, what did you do today? Here's the answer she wants. You want to say, I didn't do much. I didn't do much. No, I just, I saw Bob (laughs) and Bob is the same as Bob has always been. She says, how was your day? Here's what she wants to hear. Uh, 6.32 a.m. I came into consciousness. (laughs) I still had my eyes closed, but uh, I was feeling a little emotional about my meeting with Bob. (laughs) And uh, She wants the whole day, and she doesn't just want the event, she wants the feelings the feelings associated. See, I would talk to Karen for years and I'd would, would tell her something and she'd say, well, how'd you feel about that? And I'd say, <coughs> feel? H- how'd you feel? I-, I don't feel anything, you know? And, uh, well, men come emotionally unassembled and women wire them up, you know? And that's how they do it. They get you talking and then they start saying, this is a feeling. Zzz. See right there, zzz. that's a feeling. <laughs> and you're going to have more of those as more conversations take place. And... So again, I, I told Karen, Karen, wanted me to talk. And I, you know, I felt like she was nosy anyway. And I thought, I'm not feeding the monster. Information is the worst thing for her. You gotta starve that thing out of her because she's knows she knows it. She wants to know about everything. So that's honestly the way I felt about it. And I come in the door and she started asking questions, just like, ha. So I told Karen when I changed, I said, okay. I'll talk, okay. So I said, let me come in, have a little bit of time, and you'll put the kids down, and then we'll talk. So we made a time to talk face-to-face. Now, I was, I was afraid of this. And I honestly was nervous about it because I just, I wasn't good at it. I didn't know how to do it, but I knew it was important to Karen. So I told her one, I said, we'll sit down and we'll talk for as long as you want to talk about anything you want to talk about. And I thought, I am the greatest man ever lived. And B, they'll find me dead tomorrow with my brain sucked out. Cause the sister will suck my brain right out my ear. <laughs> I don't stand a chance. So we, we got together that night and we sat face to face, turned off the TV. We sat face to face and we talked. And, and Karen, well, she had never done this before. I'd never, I had never patiently talked to my wife ever in our marriage. And giving her the response that she was looking for. So we started talking and Karen, you know, this and this and this and this and this and this. And she so yes, what about this? What about this? What about this? And she would say, well, how'd you feel about that? Well, there's a couple of things in my childhood she knew about and she always wanted to know cause she knew I was messed up, you know? And <laughs> she was just trying to locate the exact time and place, but she pretty much knew that. <laughs> so she asked her, well, how'd you feel about that? I, did, I didn't know, I, honestly. When I was growing up, I just shut off emotions because I couldn't handle them. The, some of the things that happened, just like all of us, I just didn't know it, so I just shut them off. Well, Karen knew that those things were still in there because women, rem, women are amazing in this regard. They really are. And Karen would say, well, how'd you feel about that? And I said, and I said Karen, honestly, I didn't feel anything about that. And she said, yes, you did. Oh, you don't know what I feel. <laughs> and so, it was amazing because about a week or two later, I was praying and the Lord brought it all back to me and began healing my life in that area. And Karen, Karen has been amazing in with me because I love to talk now. I love talking to Karen's one of the favorite things I love to do because it opened my world to something I didn't know before. But let me say, we sat and talked that night, I don't know, for an hour and a half or, or three eternities or however long it was. but. <laughs> And at the end, she said, oh, that's all. And I said, that's all? She said, for tonight. (laughs) uh, But let me tell you something. It was the most, when, here are sex secrets women wish their husbands knew from Reader's Digest. These are sex secrets that women wish their husbands knew. Um, For a woman, great sex begins with her life as a whole. Okay, that's not a sex secret. Many women find intimate conversation stimulating. What does that have to do with sex? Uh, Attention after sex can be vital to a woman's satisfaction. That's after sex, that doesn't count. Uh, Women need non-sexual touching and tenderness. Those are women's sex secrets. That's not what men wanna hear. Blow into my ear at a 45 degree angle. And uh, you know, that's what we need is the technical. Help us out. Sex secrets, women wish their husbands knew. Okay, give us some real sex secrets. <laughs> talk to me. That's her sex secret. Hold me. A lot of times we as men, we want to, you know, one-dimensionalize and objectify our wives the way pornography does and just think they ought to turn on and turn off and just have sex just any way like that. But when you hold your wife and you talk to your wife, that will open her heart to you and will also open her to intimacy with you on a level that you've never experienced before. Very, very important to her. And I I wanna say now is, because I said, remember when I fast forwarded just a minute ago, This this is that moment. Okay, so I said to your wives earlier, it was worth the price of admission, I can promise you that. I told your wives, be more sexual than you feel. Okay, if she doesn't feel like having sex, she needs to have sex anyway. That's what I said to her. you're welcome <laughs> yeah okay now now here's what I'm going to say to you. who cares if you feel like talking she's Thank you. (laughs) Your wife should meet your sexual needs because she has the gift of sex. She probably won't want it as often as you do, but your wife needs for you to talk. And you say, well, I'm just not as verbal as she is. Yeah, you are. It's just an attitude. You can talk as much as you want to talk. If you're with your friends at a basketball game, you talk to her often. You talk her ear off. You tell her what she wants to know with a good attitude and you open your heart up to her, she deserves that. It's the way she connects to your world. We don't meet each other's needs based on our needs or our desires. We meet each other's needs based on their needs in a commitment that we're gonna do that for the rest of our lives. You meet each other's needs. Women be more sexual than you feel, men be more conversational than you feel and you'll have a happy marriage. I'm almost done. Last need of a woman is leadership. Women don't want to be dominated, they want to be treated as equals, but they want their husband to be the loving initiator of the home in four important areas. The children, romance, finances, and spiritual matters. They want you to be the loving initiator of the home. Now you say, well, I have more of a passive personality. Especially you need to stand up and just be the initiator. It means you begin the conversation about your children. You begin the conversations about discipline. You begin the conversations about budgeting. You begin the conversations about church and spirituality and prayer and things like that. Again, she wants to be an equal partner. She doesn't wanna be dominated. And if you have a naturally strong kind of a dominant personality, you gotta ratchet that down. You gotta slow down. You have to make a decision that you're not going to make decisions without her and you're not gonna drag her or push her in the process that you're gonna treat her as an equal partner in everything that goes on, but you are going to be the initiator. Women love to be in a relationship with a man who is the loving initiator. They don't like it when they're being dominated and they don't like it when their husband's passive and won't lead. I had a problem in that area because I was dominant and it it really hurt uh, our relationship. But everything that Karen and I do now is we do as equals and I will not make her pay a price for being honest but I am the initiator of our home. Now listen, Jesus is the only one that can meet your deepest needs. But once Jesus has met your deepest needs, there are important needs that you have that you need to be meeting in each other's lives. For men, it's honor, sex. They want to be friends with their wives. They want to have domestic support. For women, they want to feel secure. They want to be held and to have physical, soft, non-sexual affection. They wanna be talked to in an open, in a a patient manner. And they want their husband to be the loving initiator of the home. This is heaven, this is the heaven marriage. You've got the banquet set before you, and you've got utensils on your hands that are too long to serve yourself because you can't meet your own needs. But if you'll be a servant to each other, even when your needs are not getting met, you serve your spouse and you love your spouse, you be committed to the marriage. If you'll serve each other, you can have the marriage of your dreams. Hey, this is Brent Evans with EXO Marriage, and I wanna thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com, where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.